Welcome to episode four of Monument Talk, presented by Pinstripe Valley and SB Nation. We are your hosts, Kenny Crocker and Matt DeMeo. Episode four, the Lou Gehrig episode. We were trying to think. We were trying to find people that also wore it, but he's the only guy that ever wore number four for the Yankees. First guy to ever have his number retired. They started it with him. Did they retire? Do we know if they retired it? First off, hey everybody, hey Ken. Um, did uh, did they retire it the the day of his speech? Do we know? Good okay. question. I don't know. I should look that up. Ken, Come, you're the numbers guy. It's <laughs> that guy, Ken. I'm coming on here cold. Jeez. <laughs> um, so uh, right off the bat, well, you know what? Before we get into anything here, Matt, I want to bring something up here. This is the trust tree. Uh, okay, so I watched Bull Durham. We're right? back on track. Here we go. I watched Bull Durham. I thought that people liked that movie, like ironically, like it's so bad that it's good. Mm-hmm. But I think people actually really like They think it's like the baseball movie. And I watched it the other night, and I've seen it before, but I watched it again, and it's awful. It's a terrible movie. I don't know what your take is on it, but I thought it was absolute garbage. Um, Writing's terrible. It's super cheesy. The acting's really bad. That speech that Costner gives is careful, funny. Careful, careful. I'm not going to repeat what he says, because it's pretty outrageous, but uh, that was really the only part that I liked. Um, I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through like in one sitting like I've seen the whole movie but never like sat down watched it from the start and then watched it all the way through I don't think it's terrible but I I feel like Costner is the baseball movie god to some people he's got that he's got Field of Dreams Dreams, and then he's got the longest movie of all time for the love of the game um for the love of the game might be six hours long that, in my opinion, that movie's really bad. And I, 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 I've heard that people love that movie. Um, you got, what's his name? John C. Riley behind it. It's a great catch. Sure. John C. Riley behind the dish. Mm-hmm. Um, catching Costner's perfect game in the Bronx. Um, and then what's his name? Oh, he's a great actor. I can't think of his name. He's in Whiplash. He won the Academy Award for it. Uh, oh, um, He's also in Juno. J.K. Simmons. Yes, he is. He's Juno's dad. Um, he's Juno's dad. He is the manager of the Detroit Tigers. Um, uh, it's just, you sit down and watch that movie. I'm sure it's probably right around two hours long. It feels like it's six hours long. I'm not a fan of that one. Um, but, so. but that's the difference is, the, like, the thing with Summer Catch, probably my favorite baseball movie, maybe my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> about this again here we go <laughs> i know it's a terrible movie it's a summer like catch it. it's a summer catch podcast basically <laughs> yeah. we're just incepting everybody uh but i feel like what i don't like about uh, bull durham is that people think it's really good and it's really bad well i think that you think summer catch is really good um <laughs> i think it's i know it's bad <laughs> yeah. but that's after i've Beating it into you that it's bad for <laughs> well, the think, seven or eight years that we've lived together. I'd have to be, it'd be hard not to realize how bad, you, you know, you're dangerous, Ryan. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's just a lot of stupid lines in that movie. Uh, this is the last time Greg Maddox from 95. You're bullheaded, just um, like mom. Um, but I think Bull Durham was probably like the summer catch of, I don't know, 1984? That should just be on their poster. Yeah. <laughs> the summer catch in 1984. The re-release. We're re-releasing it in IMAX. Okay, we got to get a... We're, yeah, what yeah, are we talking for 10 minutes about yeah, Bull Durham versus Summer get Catch? Get on track. So, let's get back on track. Yeah, let's talk about the Yankees. So, uh, Yanks now won 12 of the last 13 series after picking one up against uh, Kansas City and against San Diego. First time since 98 that they won eight in a row. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
pretty cool. Um, so yeah, they just continue to stay hot. Um, but another news. Uh, I think I think we could talk about that for a little we bit. Could talk about it. Um, just kind of them continuing to win. I feel like watching these games. Um, I think it was the game, and this is kind of just consistent theme. I feel like for this entire season, just next man up, everybody picking everybody up. That it was the game that Hat pitched. I don't know if it was last Friday or last Saturday, whatever it was, but he was pitching really good. He was pitching really well. Hear that, mom? Really well, not really good. She'll nice like Matt. that. She'll like that one. Nice. Shout out to mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was pitching really well. And I think the Yanks were up 3 nothing, and then he gave up a, a three-run home run to Whit Merrifield. Um, and I was like, damn, he was—he just went seven innings, was uh, sitting everybody down, was just on a roll. Um, they gave the lead right up. Next inning, boom, Luke Voigt comes in, hits a bomb to, mm. to make it 5-3. So, like, one guy might slip up on this team, and then they pick him up, they pick him up the next inning, whether it's Hap giving up a three-run home run or maybe the – the lineup strikes out three times in a row, and then uh, Tanaka comes in and shuts down the, the the lineup the next inning. It's just kind of everybody picks everybody up. Yeah, we were talking about this the other night, and it's a thing that I've been seeing from a lot of people, a lot in the in the Pinstripe Valley comments section, is people talking about... Ken lives for the yeah, comments. Yeah, living in the comments. Uh, people talking about how they don't want Judge or Stanton or Dee to come back because they're going to mess up all the momentum that's going on, which is ridiculous and i understand the argument of you know there's a lot of contact hitting going on right now and that's where you get in these late rallies and you don't want guys like judge and stanton to come in and you know hit a home run or strike out but to not want a judge or a stanton or a dd or whoever it is on your team is just kind of outrageous yeah, it's like it's, judge is going to make any team better in any situation and it's not like if we're talking about the the clubhouse like these guys have been around the clubhouse for most of the time they're injured now they're doing you know their their stints rehab but yeah you don't want Arguably two top ten play, and I'm saying arguably, arguably two top ten players in all of baseball, and Aaron Judge and Stanton to be in your to be in your lineup. Where um, I'm not sure it was either O'Neill or Cohn brought up a good point the other day, where it's like, yeah, the Yankees are playing great, um, and I feel like everybody's talking about this now. It's very kind of the thing to talk about is that Yankees are just beating up on bad teams. They're the product of their bad schedule as of right or their weak schedule right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of, what do you expect them to do? Like, this is what they didn't do last year. Like, they didn't beat the Orioles. They didn't beat bad teams. And that's why, I mean, they still won 100 games, which is crazy to think about. But the Red Sox beat up bad teams last year, and that's why they won 108 games. Um, so, sure, you're beating up on the Royals, who are having a tough year. Baltimore was having a tough year. But when you're starting to play... The Houston's of the world. The Red. They're supposed to be playing the Red Sox right now, but unfortunately, it's, it's pouring been, rain. It's been raining every day during the commute, which is nice. Yeah, that's always good. Come home soaking wet. Um, playing the Red Sox this week, you want Aaron, the Aaron Judges, the Giancarlo Stantons, the Didi Gregorius's, your best players yeah. in the lineup. Like, O'Ne- I think it was O'Neill who said that it's like the Yankees. Could could are gonna could make the playoffs with this lineup? He didn't think that they could win a World Series. He doesn't know if they could win a World Series with Judge Stanton and Didi Gregorius, but they got a much better shot of it yeah. when these guys are in the lineup. And also, like, love Gio Urshela, love Cameron Maben, love the guys have kind of filled in. But like, they're playing the best baseball of their career, and baseball is a game that kind of eventually evens out mm-hmm. in the end. 
So, I mean, I hope they keep playing. Like, this. these are rich people problems, champagne yeah. problems, that if yes. you have all these great baseball players and nowhere to put them. But it's also, I think, and I, I feel like I'm talking forever right now, um, that these guys aren't coming back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like, Didi's probably still a week away. Judge, who knows? Stanton, I mean, every time it seems like he's close, he has another setback. So, um Good problems to have, but we're still still a while away for everybody. And with guys like Gio Urshela, DJ LeMahieu, Torres, they all play multiple positions. So uh, Boone can create at bats for these guys when everybody comes back. Yeah, and also at the same time, everybody's talking about the Yanks beating up on the bad teams, which they have been doing. They played the Orioles twelve times already, which is crazy. And I think they played uh, Kansas City like seven times, but they've also beat the Twins in the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and took that series. They beat the Rays twice. Um, they just beat the Padres, who were in second place behind the Dodgers, who have the second-best record in baseball. So it's not been all bad teams. They've been lucky that when they have all these injuries, they've had a lot of bad teams yeah, to play. Absolutely. But they've also beat some good teams. So. And they beat the Mariners, too, when everybody was super high on the Mariners after I think they went 17-2 and to start the season, and now they've completely bottomed, bottomed out. But everybody was – I think that was the series what started the conversation where it's like, Oh, the Yankees only beat bad teams, and then the Mariners are coming into town, or they were in Seattle, wherever it was, and then they beat the Mariners, and then they started beating good teams. So this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to win games. You're supposed to beat bad teams and good teams. And right now, this is Yankees didn't make their schedule. This is this is what's put in front of them, and they're winning games. Yeah. So I got a question for you, Matt. Talk Talking to me about this. I know you're a big Nickelback guy. <laughs> sure. Uh, I was thinking about this today on the subway. Mm-hmm. Talking about Judge coming back, um, would you trade Judge away from the Yankees forever right now uh, if it meant that you could listen to Nickelback Rockstar for the rest of your life? Like, if you keep Judge on the team, that song goes away, you can never hear it again. I know you're a guy who likes to listen to rocks, Nickelback Rockstar. Like, it's a great music video. If you've never seen it, you should watch it. My guy Gretzky's in it. I know, um, I know what I'm putting... Music on in the shower. Standing in line and clubs and never I got music it. on in the shower every <laughs> once in a while. You take over the speaker and throw in some Nickelback rock stuff. Yeah, let's give a little context there. That sounded a little weird. Um, uh, Bluetooth. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm keeping Judge. Like it's a it's a bitchin' rock and roll song, but Judge is my guy, and I've yeah. listened to it enough in my life in my 30 years of existence at this point to. Uh, to get enough out of. I mean, that's a dedicated Yankee. You right would? There. I mean, no, I wouldn't. I, yeah. But I don't like Rockstar as much as you. I do love it. Um, but anyway, uh, so moving on, uh, we got Brian Hoke from MLB saying that uh, Didi could be back as soon as June 4th. So uh, that would be the Toronto series. And, you know, he's been playing. Uh, he's, he's been playing down in, he was in Tampa and he's in Scranton and um, you know he's he's making some plays. I think he turned a he turned a, a double play yesterday, and he's had a a couple of big hits. Um, he's had a couple of walks too, which is nice for DD. He's not always walking a lot, um, but it's good to see him kind of up and running. And and I didn't think we would see him until after the All Star break, July, maybe even August. And now June fourth is looking so that's um, that's some good news in a season that's been pretty chock full of bad news on the injury front. Yeah, pumped, pumped for Didi to be back. Like you said before, like these guys have been with the team for most of the year. I don't think Didi's been with them for probably two to three weeks now just because he's been down in Tampa uh, rehab, rehabbing. So 
he's a guy that everybody loves, kind of a, a leader on the team and also one of their best players. So it's great to have him back, um, to eventually have him back. Torres has been, uh, I mean, his bat's been incredible. They were talking the other night on the broadcast, like how good he's been at shortstop. I think he's been okay. But to have Didi back in that as that staple, that rock in the infield that just kind of makes every play, to have him next to Urshela or LeMayhew at third base, it's just kind of like, it's just good to see. I mean, and his bat's, his bat's incredible. He's, he's gotten better every year that he gotten better every year that he's been with the Yankees so just like to have him back is going to going to be great. Yeah. Um and then we got the Yanks are among the six suitors for Dallas Keuchel uh, along with the Rays, Twins, Braves, Cards and Brewers. Um that's what it sounds like at least at this point for places where he could possibly land. He's looking for I think he said one year 18 mil. <laughs> kind of crazy. He's on nice. The, yeah. Uh which who knows if he's worth that? Uh, he's kind of on the back nine. Uh, you know, three seven four ERA last year, over 34 starts, but um, not the 2015 Cy Young pitcher that he was. He also won four gold gloves, which is pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, but it looks like he'll be signing wherever he lands midnight on June 2nd, because that's the night June 3rd is the draft. And What's that, Sunday? Yeah, I think so. So he, knows where, so he knows where he's signing already. I guess so. Um, yeah. but If he's signing at midnight after the draft, he knows where he's going. Yeah, it's like the midnight of the day going into the draft so he can a team can pick him up without having given a draft pick yeah. to Houston, which is just the dumbest rule. I'd imagine yeah. this is going to be the new norm until they change that rule. Yeah. Um, With I, 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 Is that all you had to say about him? Yeah, that was it. Uh, I guess you could never have too much pitching. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees can definitely use it, especially with... You know, CC going down, and he won't be out that long, but it's still yeah. another one, starter. Only one year, 18 mil. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's only one year, and, I mean, he's got playoff kind of experience, has pitched in big games, has won a World Series. Yeah. Get to see him without a beard. <laughs> Get to see him without a beard. Yankee kid, I mean, um, before 2017, um, when they finally touched him up, I think it was game... Five when the Yankees went up three two. I was there um, in the Bronx. One of the most fun Yankee games I've I've been to. Sitting in the bleachers, it was an absolute shit show. Um, uh, he was uh, he was a Yankee killer up until then. So, oh, can never have too much pitching. Uh, it's only one year, so it' interesting to see if he uh, if he would uh, shave that. I mean, he'd have to shave yeah, the beard. Shave that beard. But uh, look, did you say did you say the Twins are are one of them? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's Twins, Rays, Braves, Cards, and Brewers. Yeah, I, I hate think to see him go to the Rays of the Twins. Exactly, I think it's a move that the Yanks might make. Defensive move. Just, yeah, just a defensive move yeah. to see what happens. Um, okay, another uh, important top line news here: uh, the Yankees Subway Race on the screen between innings was ranked number five on the between innings ballpark games list. Cool. Uh, number one was the Pirates. The Pirates set up. Uh, Mario, like a Super Mario run in the outfield with like an interactive screen. Um, so the fans actually go and like do Mario, like play Mario and with their bodies. Uh, <laughs> so I don't get it, but yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, the Braves have beat the Freeze, so that's number two. The Nationals Racing Presidents is three. Brewers Racing Sausages is four. <laughs> of course. Um, and then you got the Yanks uh, with the Subway Race at five. Um, not the most exciting thing that happens, no. but uh, so... Interesting to see it that high on the list. What's your what's your go to Yankee tradition? 
First off, I want to say um, the presidents and the sausages, those are cool. I like those. The freeze is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, the freeze is great. Um, it's really, really cool just how fast that guy is. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know what head start they give the people that are racing the freeze, but they're just kind of... If you've never if you've never seen it before, you should definitely watch it. They're just kind of cruising along, and then this dude comes out of nowhere like a jet and just completely just buries them and flies by them. And usually, like a lot of the people turn around and they like don't know what to do, and then they fall, and it's it's pretty embarrassing for them. But this dude is so fast; it's really fun to watch. Um, as for me, the Yankee trip. What'd you say, Yankee tradition like yeah. video? I'm or a big anything that's going on in the stadium. I'm a big Well, as we mentioned last week, I really like when they honor the the veterans in the yeah. seventh inning. We'll talk about that a little later. That's pretty cool. But for scoreboard stuff, I'm a big ball under the hat guy. Mm. Got a kind of like the the gambling thing that put the ball under the hat. It's an old, old swindler's trick. Man. Sure, there you go. Um so put the ball into the hat, switch it under what hat it is, and then move the hat around. Hat one, two, or three. I'm a big fan yeah, of that. I like that one too. I'm probably uh, gonna go roll call. Like yeah. Oh roll yeah. Call a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one feels specifically Yankees more so than the video stuff. But yeah, that's a no brainer. I think yeah. that's that's definitely number one. I never one got into the one where, you, where they do the memory trick where you gotta like, flip the things. It's like number two is Dave is mm-hmm. Burrius. Number six is Dave Burrius. Yeah. <laughs> get, just get out of here. <laughs> All right, so that does it for our hot topics and news <laughs> section. But I know you want to talk about it. I want to talk about him, too. Um, the bad boy of baseball. Yeah, here Derek, he is. Derek Dietrich. So this, we're going to talk about it because it's in the news because uh, John Wainer is the Pirates uh, play-by-play announcer uh, or color commentator, one of them. He was, well, <laughs> so Derek Dietrich's on the Reds. They're playing the Pirates. He had three home runs. He was celebrating, and Wainer had no time for it. Apparently, Derek Dietrich the second baseman for the Reds. His grandpa was the Pirates minor league coach back in the day and was just a, a total sweetheart, says Wayner. Um, and he said that he'd be rolling in his grave watching his grandson celebrate these home runs. But the reason we want to talk about him is because Derek Dietrich is the biggest villain. Yeah, he's the ultimate villain. <laughs> um, real quick, want to give a shout-out to our guy, Brendan Regan. He texted me about it, brought it up, and watching highlights of Derek Dietrich... Yeah, he's he's just the ultimate villain. I'm literally looking at a picture of him right now. I guess it's a walk off when he was on the Marlins. He's got his shirt off. He's just going. <laughs> he's he got. Oh yeah, look at that. His shirt. Yeah, shirt off. He's screaming. He looks like the ultimate warrior. He's got yeah. eye black around like a mustache on his face. Yeah, he did Pink the eye on. black Fu Manchu. He hates buttons. I think the but uh, the buttons on his jersey. Or, like, down to his belly button. Got, like, but six he, chains. He also did in the home runs against the Pirates. So, he did, on his third home run, he did the MJ, uh, like, kind of shrug. Yeah, he did the celebration. shrug. <laughs> Run into first. Blew kisses to his family as he's crossing home plate. And then comes out of the dugout and does the, roll the, call. Night, does the night king. The night lift, king roll call. Yeah, lifts his arms up. Uh, <laughs> and it's just unbelievable. He's, he's the ultimate villain. Uh, I, to put it perfectly... He's Jack Parkman in Major League Two. Um, <laughs> Drives the women here. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dietrich something else. I don't know what I want to him say. On the Yankees. I don't know, but it's also he's also I think he's thirty and he's just coming out of no. Oh yeah, look at the, look at this pic of him doing the Night King. Yeah, yeah, bad bad radio here, but yeah, God, Dietrich is something it. else. If you're listening to this right now, just Google Derek Dietrich Night King. He is 
I want him on the Yankees yesterday. This guy is an absolute stud. Wait, what's the... Hold um, on. The headline of this article is, Marlins cast-off Derek Dietrich is now a mashing god for the Reds. Yes, he is. <laughs> mashing god should be his new, uh, his new Instagram handle. Derek Dietrich makes actually, the women here in Cleveland puke. What's his, uh, what's his Twitter handle? <laughs> his Twitter handle... I don't think it's kind of, kind of, what is it, kind of piece of shitty, but his Twitter handle is 32 double D. This guy is just, he's a bad boy. <laughs> yeah. And he knows it. You and want he, to talk about varsity, varsity jackets, <laughs> smoking cigarettes in the, in the clubhouse. This guy is, he's straight out of the eighties. He's a villain. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Derek Dietrich. Derek Dietrich, come on the podcast. Yeah, we here for a good here. time, not for a long time. <laughs> Derek you. Dietrich. <laughs> we need you here. Um, okay, so uh, that'll cover Dietrich. Today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now over to Matt's hot corner, uh, which is something we invented last episode where we just kind of found realized that every episode Matt's had something that's really just grinding his gears. Sure. Um, so this week it is people wearing uniforms to games when that team's not playing. Yeah. You're a Orioles fan, you're going to a Yankees-Rays game in the Bronx, and you're wearing an Orioles jersey, Orioles hat. Um, yeah, that guy's just a dope. I hate that guy. <laughs> you stink. Well, this is the question that I raised to you with it was, is it an issue if you're wearing a hat? Because I'll wear a Yankee hat to work, I'll wear it all around. Like, And if you were at Shea for a game recently, not Shea, uh, City Field recently, and like if you were just wearing a Yankee hat to work, and then you're, if it's cross town, what are the, what are the rules here? Um, well, the guy that's wearing a Joe Maurer jersey to the Yankees-Mariners game, like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> the only, and, and, and I've been thinking about the rules here sometimes, too, where it's like, I have, um, um, my cousin's kids, like, they play in little, in little leagues, and they're like, their teams are like the Dodgers, or the Yankees, or the Reds, or whatever, um, wearing 22 for Dietrich. Um, but I think like 32. if no, he's 22, but his Twitter, oh. we're done with Dietrich. Yeah. We've, <laughs> we've touched on that. Um, I think if like a little kid wants to wear his like little league jersey to whatever, sure. but like if you're a 30 year old guy and you're wearing the jersey of a team that's not playing, you're, you're just a dope. You can hit the road. Mm. Um, as far as the hat goes, I don't know, Ken. What do you think? I, mean, I know I'm, you I, wear you I, wear a Yankee hat all the time. But I'm wearing, yeah, I'm just a guy who wears a hat a lot. If I'm going to a baseball game in another city, Yanks aren't playing, I'm probably going to wear a hat, and that's just going to be a Yankee hat. Sure, yeah. I think you got to let the hat slide. <sighs> yeah, I think it's kind of, and it also, like, as all sports fans, it, it depends on, like, the person that's wearing it, kind of, where it's like, because some, some, some people are just wearing it to be a dick. Like, that same game when I was at City Field, um, some stupid 18-year-old kid is chanting, let's go Yankees. And like me, as a Yankee fan, I'm even like, hey man, sit down. <laughs> sit, sit down. You're just being an asshole. Well, uh, I think I want to walk up to somebody at the next time I'm at a game and I see them wearing it and just ask them why they're wearing it. I just want to get inside their head a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, not confrontational. Just I just got to ask you a couple questions here, bud. Why are you wearing this jersey? Out you know the they're not you Ken, know. like out in the field work, like <laughs> you're Mer- you're Meredith, you're the Meredith Morakovitz of this um, podcast reporting back. Um, yeah, sure, I probably wouldn't do it. What do you think, Ken? Uh, I agree. I don't think it's a great move. I have no problem with the hat. The only time I've seen it 
where it doesn't make sense to me when it's just a random game. If it's like Yankees, if you're at Fenway and you're wearing a Yankee jersey and they're not playing the Yankees, I understand the purpose of it, even though I don't agree with it. The thing that I don't What's get the purpose? Is, just to be a dick? Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to get under a Red Sox fan's skin because sure. they hate them. Um, but if it's like that guy that was wearing a Joe Maurer jersey at the <laughs> game, like, what are you doing? What are you doing, bud? Uh, it's like, hey, a, it's, a Saturday, it's a Saturday game. We just were at, throw uh, on any other shirt you got. We were at game two of the, of the season, and... Uh, and we were in the Bronx, and this guy's wearing a like a 2009 Phillies Chase Utley jersey. And I mean, what are you, what's going on here? What are we doing? Uh, um, and then I think we got to talk about. I mean, you're you say you're doing it like you're doing it just to troll, and I, I I'm not a fan of trolls or people just being a dick to be a dick. It's not my style. But um, gotta bring up if we're talking about this that dope Marlins man. Yeah, Marlins man's the worst. He's if you've read any interviews with him too, he thinks he's the coolest person. Yeah, he thinks he's he saving th- baseball. He thinks he's a celebrity. He like, thinks hey, man, he's Derek Dietrich. Take off your yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you're not. Nobody's Derek Dietrich. <laughs> yeah, you ain't Dietrich, bud. Le- least of all you, Marlins man. Stop pretending like you and Derek Jeter are on speaking terms. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's just really the ultimate loser. Yeah. And it's kind of you can you can and we're kind of veering off the topic, but you can just see like. I remember him in the Cubs World Series. Like, he's not watching the final pitch. He's turning around taking selfies. Yeah. Like, he just, I mean, he he really, really stinks. So, I, I'm against the jersey. I'll give you the hat. I just kind of, yeah, just okay. not my style. All right, and that'll do it for this week's edition of Matt's Hot Corner. See you um, next week. <laughs> before we move into the categories, I'm going to take a quick commercial break, so we'll see you in a minute. And we're back here, uh, and we're going to jump right into the categories with our first one, which is always, as is tradition, uh, the Big Bassett Award, named after Aaron Judge, um, and uh, basically what we deem is the biggest Big Bastard move of the week. They don't all have to be by guys who are Big Bastards, um, but this week they just happen to be, so they uh, uh, not that many options this week. We got Luke Voigt hitting a homer in Kansas City, he's kind of returned to where he's originally from, that area, uh, and hits a ball 470 feet, which was pretty awesome. And then uh, LeMahieu and Voigt go back-to-back to open the game yesterday, uh, and that's only the 10th time in franchise history that a game's opened with back-to-back home runs. Um, so there was DJ and Luke yesterday. Uh, there were The last three were all Gardner and Judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one in 2017, two in 2018. The five before that, so the first one was in 1955, off of a pitcher named Virgil Trucks, which is really cool. Um, and what then, year was that? 1955. Hey, Virgil. And then the next five, four of those five had Derek Jeter in them. We had Knobloch and Jeter, 2003, Alfonso Soriano and Woo-hoo. Nick Johnson, Big Head Nick. Whoa. Um, 2003 again, Alfonso and Jeter. And then... Uh, 2005 and 2012 both had Jeter with a different person. Jeter leading off. Can you guess either of them? 2005. 2005. Um, off t- of Ted Lilly. <laughs> oh, Ted, former Yankee. Um, 2005. I'm trying to think who was Bubba Crosby. One of them. And that was that would have been that sick. one was Robinson Cano in 2005. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2012. Gee, this one's off the Twins, off of Carl Pavano. Wow, Pav. Uh, um, Gardy. No. Curtis Granderson. Oh, yeah, Randy. that one, that one. Um, also, the last one. That I wanted was, to say Johnny Damon, but 
I don't think he yeah. signed until Before later. yesterday, the last one was uh, Gardner and Judge, like we said, in July of last year. And that was off of J.A. Happ. There you go. So how about that? Some familiar faces on that list. Ted Lilly. Um, so this one I actually had for quotes, but let's just move it up to Big Bastard. And let's put Luke Voigt in all three options. So Luke Voigt had his first career triple, but <laughs> a regular season triple. He had one in the postseason. And when they asked him what he was thinking as he's rounding second, because everybody's making fun of him, just chugging along. And there's a really funny video of Hicks showing him, making fun of him while he's on third, <laughs> doing the chugging face. And Luke said, I turned second. I didn't even look. I just said, screw it, I'm going. <laughs> Which is a real big bastard thing to say. Uh, so those are three options. Voigt's homer, 470 feet in Kansas City, the back-to-back home runs for the 10th time in Yankee history, or Luke just chugging around the bases and picking up three. My, mine is it's got to be Luke going yard, yeah, um, 470, 470, 470 feet. Um, to take the lead back after I mentioned before, after Hap gave up that three run home run, um, he had like a whole cheering section. He mentioned that his wife rented out like a whole like patio area of the, of the stadium, had a bunch of family members there. It was just, it, it was cool. And he smoked that ball. Yeah. Um, so that, that's my vote. All right. I'm going to go with screw it. I'm going because I think that's just a funny <laughs> big bastard thing to say. Because that's the that. motto you live by in your life? <laughs> screw it. I'm going. Me and Dietrich. <laughs> Me and Dietrich putting on our varsity jackets. Um, going to watch some games up at the Cape <laughs> trying to relive summer cash. Uh, yeah, but that's just it. You don't hear fast guys saying that. Screw it. I'm going. That's only a big bastard move. Um, okay. So either way, Luke Voigt was coming out a winner. Uh, on to the Billy. Congrats, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good summer. <laughs> on to the uh, Billy Brubaker Award for the best quote, named after the catcher from Summer Catch. Um, so, uh, a couple of You know, Coster was also a catcher in Bull Durham. Yeah, he was. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll leave it in here. We'll do two, two options for this one. So, uh, screw it, I'm going. We'll keep it in there for best quote from Luke. This one was uh, ESPN just did a word association thing with Bernie, um, where they had Bernie come on and they said, like, they just had him lift up cards where he said a name and then a name or a word and then had to say the first thing that came to his mind. And one of them was Red Sox. And he got this smirk on his face and said, I remember playing them in Fenway Park. Man, they were uh, they were not very nice people. <laughs> it was like, I know it was his way of saying that everyone at, at Fenway is racist. And he just didn't want to come out and say it. Um, so I like that because uh, I hate Red Sox fans and I like Bernie Williams. So this one I know you're going to be a big fan of, Matt. Um, so somebody on Twitter tweeted at David Cohn a, a baseball card back from the 80s, and it said Dave Cohn on it. And they said, when did you graduate to David? And his response, he responded to this random guy and said, uh, when Joan Cohn said, I named you David. <laughs> <laughs> so big fan of that. Yeah. Um, and then our, Do we want to talk about Joan Cohn? No. Okay. Let's, let it, let's leave it. Sorry um, about that, everybody. Yeah. Um, Joan Cohn, uh, respect. Uh, and then uh, other one is our last option here is with uh, David Cohn again, and this one is also with Wells. So Wells tweeted while David Cohn was on, I think this was a Saturday night uh, during the broadcast, he tweeted, yeah, Coney, you idiot, you screwed it up for all of us. What, what a goon, LOL, and a bunch of exclamation points. I don't even know what he's talking about. But after the game, David Cohn tweeted back at him and said, have another beer. <laughs> and, and then Wells uh, retweeted it and said, okay, we'll do. <laughs> and you know he did. Yeah, he did. Wells wants to be Dietrich. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going with Cone having another beer. I'm a big Cone. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Coney guy. Yeah, I think it's that one too. It just gotta be. Uh, 
those two going back and forth with each other. Wells is a is a madman, so uh, hearing him just kind of go off is fun. Drake's wearing a Dell Curry jersey on the sideline of the game one of the NBA Finals. Gotta get Drake out of here. Um, so the Alex Cora Award uh, for the most cringeworthy moment. Um, is that a quality start coming from that? Um, and appropriate because the Yanks are about to take on the Red Sox. So um, two finalists here. We got Clint Frazier's fielding. Uh, which has been, and they addressed it, Boone said, it's something that we're absolutely trying to fix. It's been hard to watch. And it's more so, not that he is having like, it doesn't even seem like he's misjudging, but it's just making bad decisions. He's trying to dive for balls that are just always getting past him and turning singles into triples. And um, I know you're a big fan of defensive stats, Matt, but the DRS defensive runs saved, which basically says how many runs... He, compared to an average player, he's cost sure. the Yankees. <laughs> sure, okay. Um, and he, so far this season, it's a small sample size. It's been, you know, only a quarter of the season or whatever. Um, he's cost the Yankees six runs, basically, compared to an average uh, outfielder. So, obviously not great. Um, and the other option here would be uh, Manny, Machado, Manny Machado's haircut. He might have the worst hair I've ever seen on a human. Did you, like, he used to have a shaved head. He looked fine. And now he's got, I don't even, I don't even know. What is it? A quaff? It's got it's shaved sure. on one side. It's it looks like he wants to be the weekend, but it's not that cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, and he doesn't have that angelic voice. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's he needs to fix that. So those are our two options for things that made me cringe this week. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Frazier, um, yeah. but I wanna uh, I'll touch on Machado and then get back to uh, bring it full circle and come back to Frazier. Um, O'Neal said something the other day. There was a pop fly hit to the shortstop when the Yanks were playing the Padres. I think it was sad. whenever they played the Padres. The first game, Monday, I guess it was Memorial Day. Um, and it's just a like lazy fly ball. Machado barely has to move, and he does like a basket catch. And Paul O'Neill said it perfectly. It's like, Manny Machado, every once in a while, he does stuff that just kind of, you just say to yourself, why? Yeah. Um, and you just kind of shake your head where it's just kind of... What are you doing, Manny? Um, so, I mean, seems to, obviously, everything that happened with him last year, it seems to get a little lazy sometimes and just kind of disinterested, I guess, maybe is the word, and kind of just not into it. Um, so, yeah, sure. Um, Manny's just kind of, I guess it's Manny being Manny, whatever, just in a yeah. different generation. But, yeah, with it's got to be Frazier. It's been, uh, it's tough to watch. Yeah, it's been an ongoing problem. And, and and we've kind of talked about this a little bit where it's, I'm not sure. I don't remember him being this bad to like last year before he got hurt. And then the year before when he played a bunch of games with the Yanks. So I don't know if it's kind of injury related where when he, when he hit his head on the wall and had got that concussion, like, cause there was a ball in right field in Kansas city that he just had no idea where he was. And it was a yeah. tough play, but it's a play that you have to make. But the ones that are going towards the wall, I can get where he maybe he's just a little, there's some hesitation because of what happened to him. But he's doing that on balls that he's charging yeah. for, too. Like, there was a game, or a ball yesterday where he just dove for and missed it by a mile. And it's like, if he just laid up, he could have, it would have yeah. been a single and it ended up being... Do, it's do less, basically, and yeah. just kind of, like, live to fight another day. Yeah, it, it's... It's been tough to watch, and maybe I'm trying to make excuses for, find excuses for him, but, uh. Yeah. I mean, you can see the look on his face. He's not happy yeah. about it. Either. Oh, it's something no. he wants to fix, but it's kind of just the way he plays the game. He's, he legs a lot of singles into doubles. He's just playing. It looks like he's constantly trying to prove himself and his worth because he doesn't want to go back to Scranton, and I don't blame him. 
Uh, he had to live at that funeral home. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it just kind of feels like it's more of that. Like, he's just trying to do as much as he can on every play to, like, it just, to the point now where it's actually becoming a problem where, you know, just hustle a little less. Because yes. it's just not necessary. It's not smart. And it's, playing it. and it's balls that are, like, if the if balls aren't hit in, like, a 10-foot radius of him, um, they, they make me nervous with, uh, with if he's going to catch it or not. So any kind of movement with him it, it it makes me a little nervous and yeah. i i they've been, they've been bringing uh maven in late in games yeah. for defense so it's something that like if he wants to be and i don't i don't want to say it on, on this level but like if he wants to be a part of this team that's a playoff team and he wants to be in the lineup and potentially like when judge and stanton come back and if he's gone good enough like and wants to be potentially the starting left fielder of this team you're and you can't give up runs in the playoffs. That's how you lose playoff games. Yeah. And like you can't, he's a liability out there right now. And you can't be a liability in the playoffs because every run means so much. So yeah, I, I mean, if he wants to play every day and, and potentially be a starter in the playoffs, he's gonna they're gonna have to figure it out. He's gonna have to I figure it out. Respect the intent, what he's trying to do, but it comes a time where you have to say what my well not my guy he's one of my least comp- favorite competitors of all time is Wes from the MTV Challenge always says work smarter not harder and he's he's you know working too hard and making bad decisions um, so I think that's the pretty easy answer here even though my job's haircut's terrible but uh, yeah. and every time the balls hit to him I'm kind of holding my breath exactly and they said he's working on it um, like trying to get better that's great that's what he should be doing this is his job but like you can say that as much as you want. If if there's if there's no changes to it, it's it's kind of yeah. it is what it is. It's it's similar to Andujar last year, where it's like every ball that's hit to him, you kind of cringe a little bit, and you're like, oh, yeah. I hope like he makes this play, and that just yeah. that just can't be the case. Come like games that matter and the playoffs. Well, every I mean every game matters. Um, like weekend series against the Red Sox, like every run yeah. counts. You gotta yeah. gotta clean it up. All right, and um, it, and and you're just and we're, it just shows how spoiled we are with Judge, how good he is in yeah, agreed. right field. So um, keep listening to Rockstar, Ken. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Judge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay, so we got our Toby Flenderson Award for essentially loser of the week, who's taking the shuttle back to Scranton. Um, based on this week alone, um, Gendry Morales has had a tough run of it. I uh, played five games this week. He went one for sixteen, and now he's batting uh, one thirty nine on the year with it. 222 slug percentage so um he's had a couple pops of power here and there but he's been on the whole hasn't been very impressive which is kind of what we were assuming was going to happen when he showed up and maybe he'll have a hot streak but right now um he hasn't looked too good domingo herman who's been the yankee ace all season pitched one game this week uh and it was just very out of character it was pitched five innings he gave up seven runs on nine hits and four home runs which isn't what you want to see but you know, the way he's pitched all year, I think it's okay to have one off day like that. But if we're talking about who lost the week, I think that one's kind of um, kind of a, an easy option for me, at least. And then the last option was talking about Manny Machado. Yankee fans booing him like crazy, which you can make the argument they're doing it because, you know, Manny's being Manny, all that kind of stuff. But I think they're doing it because he didn't come to the Yankees, and the Yankees never actually gave him a contract offer. So yeah. <laughs> just kind of like stupid that's, fans yeah, that's stupid. being stupid. Uh, just booing to boo, and it's not Manny's fault that he didn't get an offer. So those are three options. I think I'm probably going to go with Herman just because that's a scary look for your supposed ace at the moment. 
I agree with you on the Machado thing. Stupid fans being stupid fans. Um, but we also have to remember that, like, he played for the Orioles for yeah. six, seven years. Actually, absolutely crushed the Yankees. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's the reason they were were booing him. I think it's for the reason that you mentioned. Yeah, but I did want to throw in that little. Yeah, no, I mean, you're not little there, nugget. There are reasons to boom, but if you took out the whole contract thing, like they, they wouldn't have been. Oh him. yeah, I, I agree. And uh, there was an article. I I, I didn't see it. Um, I forget where I saw it today, but it said like just kind of the the fact like the Yankees signing DJ instead of Machado and saving two hundred and seventy six million dollars or whatever is yeah. one of Cashman's best moves. Oh, yeah. um, but I'm gonna go with and and Herman, yeah, th- th- that's a tough one where um, he kind of gave up. He had a, he had a rough start. Um, I'll give him a little bit of uh, benefit of the doubt here just because. He's been so great. That was a and you want to win every game, but that was a series that they already won. They won on both Friday and Saturday, so they had already won the series. Um, had a tough start. I think they'd won how many in a row? Six in a row at that point. Like it's yeah. just you're gonna lose baseball games sometimes. It's just kind of it's a long season. And that's just what happens. And they they battled back that uh, that game. They they tied the game up in the ninth, lost in the tenth or eleventh on a bad hop. So it was actually. If there's any kind of moral victory, there was a moral yeah. victory there. But I'm going to go with Morales. Um, he kind of reminds me of, obviously not his swing or, or any kind of look to his game, but he he almost, he looks like Bird a little bit when he hits the ball. Like, his bat seems slow. He, he doesn't seem like he ever really hits the ball hard. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's going through a tough stretch, but I'm going to go with... Um, Kendry, a.k.a. Gendry, um, Morales. Okay. And our final award is for the jersey of the week. Who's our winner of the week? Uh, if you were to buy one jersey shirt based on this week, whose would it be? This one can't technically have a jersey shirt, but let's. Uh, but we're just going to say the Yankees bullpen in general. So this week, between Britton, Sessa, Chapman, Nestor Cortez, uh, Hefty Harvey, my guy, um, Adovino, they pitched 18 innings between uh, between the lot of them, uh, zero earned runs, seven walks, 14 Ks, which is pretty incredible. Especially Nestor Cortez, who came in and after after Herman, you know, kind of got shelled, he held them for four innings and really kept it a game because the offense came alive and um, kept them back in it. And then I think he had another outing where he didn't give up any runs either. This has been a pretty incredible week for the Yankee bullpen, um, and really uh, Boone's. Used him well. There were a couple of times where I think there were decisions that people were questioning. He left Harvey out there. My guy Hefty Harvey for a while. Um, but uh, it, it paid off, so I think there's no way to complain about what he did this week because everybody, everything worked out. Another finalist is Paxton coming back. He pitched four innings yesterday and had a no-hitter. No runs, no hits, two walks, seven Ks, uh, and then they took him out just because I think coming back from the injury, wanted to let him rest a little bit. And, you know, paid off the Yanks one again. But um, so far in the Bronx this season, he's had five starts uh, for 26 and two-thirds innings. And he's got a 0.34 ERA, 37 Ks, eight walks, and 11 hits allowed. So he's really just been kind of the stud in the Bronx all season. We got Clint, who played in seven games. I know we just talked about how bad his defense has been, but on the offensive side, he went eight for 24, had two home runs, two doubles, and three walks. Maben played in six games, went six for 16 with two doubles, a walk, and two stolen bases. One of them, uh, he stole third, and then that led to a run because there was a uh, throwing error on the play. 
And then uh, the last one is is your guy Louis Forte or Louis Forte? I know you saw. Is that the is that the vet? Yeah, hundred four year old World War II vet that they brought out on Memorial Day. Is it Louis or Louis? Louis sounds cooler, so let's let's call him Louis. Louis. Yeah, Um, I'll take that that jersey all day, the Louis Forte. Yeah, hundred four years old guy looked great. Yeah. Um, So our options here, Matt. Just to recap: Yankees bullpen, Paxton. Uh, Clint Frazier, Mabin, and Louis Forte. Cool. Well, I mean, for me, it's always going to be Louis Forte. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I've, I talk about it a lot, the vets that they bring out during uh, the seventh inning stretch. Always cool to see. Another guy I wanted to to talk about very briefly, I don't know if you saw the guy that played um, the Star Spangled Banner on the harmonica yeah. at the USA Women's Soccer Game. Yeah, that was really cool. That was awesome. So just uh, that stuff is always just really cool to see. These guys are just just guts all the way through, and they're just so much cooler than we we are. So yeah. I'm always in on the anything honoring a veteran. It's just always the coolest thing to me. Gets the room a little dusty. Um, so shout out to those guys. Big shout out to those guys. Everybody you mentioned um, would have been great. You know who I'm going with, Ken? Member of the bullpen. DFA'd, I think it was four times last year. My guy, David Hale. (laughs) You know, because nobody ever has had a David Hale jersey tee. Okay. Did he even pitch? Yeah, he pitched a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) David Hale, I think he pitched one game. But he's kind of... Um, oh yeah, that's right. He came in. He's after the uh, whenever they do the opener, David Hale usually comes yeah, in. You're right. He pitched uh, four innings, two earned runs on three hits, walk four Ks. Yeah, and the two earned runs were the first um, game that he pitched, uh, the first inning that he pitched. Yeah. So he pitched well and just kind of makes that connection connection from the opener to the bullpen, which is kind of huge because if David Hale doesn't pitch well, then the Yankees got to use, I don't know, nine pitchers that day, and that kind of ruins their bullpen for the entire week. So David Hale, my guy, 31 years old, wow. DFA'd four times last year. Jack Curry must have said that nine times the day he pitched. But I'm going with David Hale, and you should too. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, he wasn't even on the list, and I created this list. I'm going to go with Derek Dietrich. Because <laughs> Dietrich is now he is a, he's a national Star. Yeah, we um, both already ordered the the home and away jerseys, and that's all we're gonna wear. My real answer is probably the Yanks bullpen, and I want all those names on the back of the jersey, including David Hale. <laughs> Fine, David Hale, Adamino, <laughs> and Hefty Harvey. I'm a huge Harvey guy. I'm not sure he got he went back down to Scranton because you like uh, calling him Hefty Harvey. I think it might be, it. <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. There's something about him. He's just. Uh, in his first, uh, he's another one of the big boys, first, and you're into the big boys. <laughs> his first press conferences, he kept saying, "I'm here to do whatever they want me to. If you need me to pick up balls and the outfield and just put them in a bucket for you, I'll do that. I don't care. I'm just here to help." And I, there's something about. I think he kind of looks like um, the guy from Smash Mouth a little bit. Like if uh, the lead singer, yeah, like if Guy Fieri didn't uh, dye his hair. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> comes um, full circle. Ken, the <laughs> yeah. biggest Guy Fieri guy. He's a guy's guy. <laughs> Harvey Fieri. Um, Harv's Grocery Games. So, okay. I'm giving it the bullpen and or Derek Dietrich. Um, or David Hill. And that'll do it for us. In episode four coming up. Obviously, this game we just talked about was rained out against the Red Sox. Because uh, we are recording on Thursday night. but So that will be made up in August. Uh, the good thing about that is it means the Yankees will skip a uh, bullpen game this weekend. 
Um, opener, Ken. Let's be professional. Opener. Yeah, I like to call it a bullpen game. <laughs> um, so tomorrow should be Herman versus Eduardo Rodriguez, unless they got pushed back. That's what it had it before this game got canceled. Um, Saturday was supposed to be that opener versus Rick Porcello, and Sunday, um, it's a seven o'clock game. That was Tanaka versus David Price. Um, yeah, bummer on two seven o'clock games. Seven o'clock game on a sun- Saturday and a Sunday. That kind of stinks. It's better than the eight o'clock games you have. Sure, yeah, but it's also we talked about this. Also, the end of the six thirty games, which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. There's not another 6.30 game until after Labor Day, which... Doesn't make any sense. Everybody yeah. likes the 6.30 yeah, games. Yeah, I'm super out on that. Game's done by 9.30. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then we can record our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big sports weekend, Ken. we got the NBA Finals starting right now. Stanley Cup, Yankee Sox. Yeah. Big weekend. Yeah. Also, the Liverpool Finals. Oh, yeah. Soccer. Yeah, if you're, uh, if you're a fan. Or football. Football. Um, and as you said once, Matt, uh, the soccer coaches are hot. So... <laughs> Um, cool. So, uh, enjoy the weekend series, everybody, and we will see you for episode five, Joe DiMaggio episode. We'll see if we can get a, uh, somebody else that wore number five. I don't know. Have a good weekend, everybody.